If you're looking for a church home, we would be delighted to have you. Metro Believers Church is the not-so-perfect church, and we'd love to have you if you're not perfect, right? We do have a free gift back at the Info Center, if this is your first time. Stop back by there and grab that. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, there's some good stuff in there. want to welcome our live stream audience. I'm giving a shout-out to Bill and Kathy. Good to have you. I know Will is watching him, watching from Washington, D.C. Just a few of the people that I know are watching today. So let's give them a hand for joining us today from different parts. All right. God bless you. Hey, two weeks from today um, is our discovery class that will be happening at 8.30 up in the conference room. As you come in on the main level, just go straight through and go to that back area, and you'll see there's a, a conference room. Discovery is all about really discovering your gifts, talents, and abilities, and your personality. Um, and I just encourage you, if you haven't ever done that, we, it, it really helps you to discover your spiritual giftings and uh, your talents and your abilities and all of that fun stuff, your personality. The clipboards are coming around, and if you'd like to sign up for that class so we know how many to accommodate, that'd be awesome. If you can put your name down, that would be helpful. Um, if you want to come, remember it's 8.30 in the morning, um, it goes to about 9.30, 9.40-ish, maybe 9.45. Um, also, today we had starting line, which is the beginning of our growth track um, at 8.30. And if you missed that class this morning, um, it is going to be retaught next Sunday, same time, same place. 7 or 8.30 at the, in the conference room of the Princeton Club. So uh, we're going to do a reteach on that class also next Sunday. Everyone say next Sunday. There's the three of you now. Everyone say next Sunday. <laughs> All right. Next Sunday um, at, up in the conference room up there as well. So we really want to encourage you. I mean, we talk about all things Metro Believers Church. We talk about our church government, we talk about our systems, our strategies, and our structures. We just talk about our vision, our mandate, why we're here, all that kind of stuff. So you get in the loop, and that's what we want everybody to do, is sort of get in the loop of who we are, what we're about, why we're here, what we're doing, all that kind of stuff. That's starting line. So I encourage you to do that. Um, how many of you are ready to study the Bible today? Yes. Yes. All right. How many of you are ready to let God mess with you? Yeah, hopefully you didn't come to church just to show, but you came to grow, right? Yeah, and that's, we're not talking about wearing masks or any of that kind of stuff. We're talking about being real. That's part of who we are. Metro Believers Church is real people living in a real world, serving a real God, as the banner says. And so today, I want to continue to talk about voices, the voices that we hear, okay, the voices that we say, our own, okay? And so we've been talking about Quiet the Riot. Um, the first week was an intro. The second week, uh, we talked about some things. Last week or last time, we talked about some more. Um, and today, we're going to move on to, to the best of our ability. Now, we, with all the things that we've done today, we probably won't get through this message on your outline, so don't get mad at me, okay, um, if we don't finish your outline. <laughs> But we'll come back and finish it up next week. So I want to talk about voices. I want to talk about silencing the voices that destroy us. There's so many voices that we hear. If you don't have one of our outlines, slip up your hands and our ushers will get you one. 
this helps you just sort of track with me. Sometimes I talk fast and I move along fast. This just helps you track with me. You can also follow along on Uversion Live. But I want to talk about voices today. I want to talk about the voices that destroy. And as I mentioned before, there are three primary voices that destroy us. The first one being our own. How many of you know sometimes we self-inflict by the things that we say? You saw that in the video. Second, the second voice that messes with us or destroys our life is others. The words that are spoken to us and about us or over us, if you will. And the third is the enemy. How many of you know the enemy can speak into your mind or your thoughts or give you an idea, and before you know it, you know, it sort of causes you to implode? How many of you know what I'm talking about? The enemy. That's, there's three voices that you have to watch for. I mean, the Bible talks about his goal for destruction in our lives. If you look at your notes there or on the screen, you'll see in John 10.10, 10, the Bible says that the thief, the thief comes only to do three things, to steal and to kill and to destroy. That's, his, that, that's what he's here for. That's what he wants to do to you. How many of you know what I'm talking about? He, he wants to steal, he wants to kill, and he wants to destroy. This is Jesus talking. And he said, I, check this out, I have come that they might have, talking about you, that you might have life and have it to the full. I mean, you know, that's, that's Jesus' goal for you. That's God's will for you. And so that you might have life. Everyone say life. It's talking about zoe. That's the, that's the, the Greek word there, zoe, that, which literally means the life of God or life as God has it. Wow. Think about that. So he's talking about living a life that's different perhaps than those that are around you. So Jesus says, the thief, this, this thing called the enemy, he wants to mess your life up. He wants to destroy your life. He wants to speak into your life and cause you to stumble in many ways. And this whole series has really be, been about the things that come out of our mouth, the things that we say, and I don't think any of us realize how destructive the things that come out of our mouth are and how much trouble they can get us into. I don't think we realize it. And in this series, we're talking about the words that we say and the words that we hear because usually the things that we say is based on the things that we hear. How many of you know what I'm talking about? The things that we say are based on the things that we hear. And the words that come out of our mouth are literally destroying the things that are in our heart. We have certain things that are in our heart and, and, and we begin to speak things out, you know, in criticism or complaint or, or whatever it might look like. And we start to destroy the dreams in our own heart by the words of our mouth because here's the deal. The Bible has a lot to say about the words of our mouth. The power of the tongue, the power of our words. So, so far, we've established that you can't create life with deadly words. Did you hear me? You can't create life from deadly words. As a matter of fact, we found out that the words that come out of our mouth are literally framing our world. Did you hear me? They're literally framing our marriages 
And I showed you this once before. I'll show you again. I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, we, we, carpenters wear these things. And I have one. I used, to be, I used to be a carpenter. I used to be a builder. But carpenters wear these things because they're generally building something, right? They're building something. And so I want you to see this illustration, and I wanted to visually re remind you. I probably shouldn't wear my suit coat, my wife says. That probably doesn't look good, right? Huh? Take it off. Leave it on. Off. On. All right, take it off. There should have been some music there. Right? All right, so here's the deal. I want you to see this image. I want you to see this visual because I want you to understand that each one of us are building. Everyone say building. building. We're building our life. We're building our marriage. We're building our relationships. We're building everything around us, our world. Not with, not with a hammer and nails. I don't know if I have a nail in here. Not with a hammer and nails. Check this out. Not with a hammer and nails, but by the what? Words, Words of our mouth. So, I mean, this is kind of old school, right? You know, this is, this is new school. Sorry. New school. Now, now they very seldom use this anymore. You know, here I'm going to shoot myself. <laughs> There's no cords hooked up, <laughs> just so you know, because I probably would. Um, but at any rate, these are the nail guns. These, this is what you build with today. So, so we are literally building our lives, our world, our marriages, our families, our relationships, our finances. Not with these, but by the words of our mouth. And it, it need, you need to catch this and understand this because we throw words around like they mean nothing. And as a result of that, we find ourselves living and experiencing situations because of the things that we've said and spoken into existence. I mean, God created us this way, you know, and he put it into, into practice himself, we'll see in just a minute, and he said, this is the way the world will operate. And the scriptures, this is the way things function. And how many of you know this is our, our owner's manual? You know, God gave us this so we can understand how to cooperate with him and how to live a life that he wants you and I to live. And the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, here's, here's a verse for you. Proverbs 18, 21 says this, the tongue, everyone say the tongue. The tongue has the power of life and death. Notice, it's just simple. The tongue has the power of life and death. And that's why I said you can't create life with deadly words. And, and there are only two types of words that we sow, two types of seed, death seeds and life seeds. That's all there is. And you can, you can find that out by just looking back at your life. Truth be told, truth be told, here's the deal. Some of you may get mad at me, but this is the truth. I know it in my own personal life. Truth be told, where you're at today in your life is generally or primarily due to the words that have been spoken. Some of the words that you've spoken, some of the words others have spoken, some of the words the enemy have spoken into your heart and mind, and you've bought it because our life follows our words. Our life follows our words, 
And all of us have gotten into trouble with our mouths before, haven't we? (laughs) It's called foot and mouth disease, right? And the book of James, a great book to read, especially chapter 3, is a great book to read about words. The book of James talks about our mouth, as a matter of fact. In in James chapter 3, in verse 2, look at this verse with me. We all stumble. How many does that include? We all stumble, right? That includes us all. We all stumble in many ways. If anyone is never at fault by what he says, wow, he is a what? He's a what? He's perfect. He's a perfect man, able to keep his whole body in check. In other words, he's able to keep his whole body. Body represents life. His whole life in check. Now, James says here, if you can control your mouth, you're perfect. Wow. I mean, he's, but here's the deal. He's not talking about being sinless. Because the, the word perfection in the Greek literally means mature or healthy. That's what it literally means in the Greek. That word perfect In other words, if you can control your mouth, that means that you're starting to get it. Come on. It's starting to dawn on you. You're starting to see. You're starting to mature in your faith. You're starting to become healthy with understanding and walking out the Scriptures and and what God has to say. Have you ever noticed that when you've gone to the doctor and, you know, you say you're not feeling well? One of the first things he says to you is, stick out your tongue. <laughs> I was just at the dentist last week for a cleaning, and, you know, the doctor comes in and says, stick out your tongue, and he grabs it, and he starts looking around, you know, and it's like pulling it out of my, my mouth, right? Like, what the heck are you doing, eh? Why? Because the tongue, listen to me, the tongue reveals what's going on inside of you. Did you know that? And it's not just physical, it's spiritual as well. The tongue, the words that come out of your mouth, the sarcasm, the rudeness, the bitterness, the harshness, the things that come out of your mouth reveal something that's going on on the inside of you. Well, the same thing is true with kindness and patience and love and acceptance and all of that reveals What's going on inside of you? And that's what this series is really all about. We're talking about the words that we say and the words that we hear and how we deal with the voices in our life. Our lives are filled with voices. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah, so three. there's three things that I wanted to give you this morning um, before we get into the next area that is disturbing the peace in our mind, okay? And we may not get there today, but we'll get there next week. I'm in no hurry, just so you know. But three things to remember about the tongue. Here we go. In your notes, it says, first, my tongue directs where I go. James, James starts to talk about this in chapter 3, just so you know if you want to study this out. My tongue directs where I go. See, our words have tremendous influence over our lives. And James, 
James gives us some metaphors here. He gives us some things to work with. How many of you know what a metaphor is? It's, it's you know, a, a, an expression to help bring further meaning, right? To help you relate better. And James, James gives us three of these that speaks to our tongue, okay? So he gives, us, he gives us these metaphors to help us understand the power of our words and the power of our mouth. As a matter of fact, James 3.3, 3, we just read James 3.2. James 3.3, 3, James 3.2 said, if anyone can control what he says, he's a perfect man. James 3.3 3 says, when we put bits into the mouths of horses, first metaphor, of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Well, what does that have to do with anything? Well, you know, we think since the tongue is small in comparison to our body, how many of you know your tongue is really small in comparison to your whole body? You know, we think it's insignificant. No, did you know that the tongue is the strongest muscle in your body? Life and death is in its power. Wow. If we could only get that, if it could only dawn on us, life and death is in the power. So we think the tongue is small and in, insignificant. But see, a horse, a horse, Robin can tell us, a horse is sometimes two or 3,000 pounds, right? Give or take a pound, right? Right? Um, yeah. And you can control that horse with what? A bit. How many of you know a bit is just like this big? Right, Robin? I mean, it's small in comparison. But yet, that bit controls that massive animal. And it tells it where to go. <laughs> Hopefully. Not so much on my wife's end. She has problems with horses going where she wants them to go, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can tell you some stories, but I won't. So the tongue, everyone say the tongue. Let's, no, no, let's break it down where we live. Say my tongue. My tongue is like a bit controlling my whole body or, let me say this, my tongue is like a bit controlling my whole life. My life, my life, my life. James 3, 4, the next metaphor about our words and about our mouths. So first we had horses, now we have ships. Everyone say ships. Don't forget to put the P on the end of that. Ships, all right? James 3, 4, or take ships as an example, although they are so large and are driven by strong winds. How many of you know what I'm talking about? These massive ships and, you know, wind, you know, can move them just a little bit, not much. But just, they're just massive. These ships, next metaphor, ships are so large and driven by the winds. They are steered, check this out. I want you to get this. Steered by a very, what? A very small what? Rudder. Wherever the pilot wants it to go. Listen. I mean, there's a massive ship kind of illustrating or representing our massive life, all of it, everything you have in your life, all the different dimensions, your marriage, your family, maybe you're single, your single life, your, your career, your job, your relationships, your finance, your health, whatever, 
all of life, this massive life that you have, is controlled by this little rudder, this thing called the tongue, right? Our words, our words are like that. It controls where we go. Second, the second thing I want you to see about our words or the tongue that James talks about is my tongue, now this is important, my tongue can destroy what I have. So first, it directs where I go. Second, it destroys what I have. And then James gives us another illustration about a beautiful forest, tall trees, the whole deal, right? He uses this next metaphor to get us to see how our words are destructive. He says this, James 3, 5, and 6, consider what a great forest is set on fire by a what? A what? A small spark. The tongue also is a fire. It sets the whole, watch this, the whole course of his life on fire. Listen, your mouth can destroy what you have. Truth. Your mouth can destroy what you have. That small spark. I was watching the the finale of Survivor. Now, some of you don't like me anymore because you don't like Survivor, right? How many of you are Survivor fans? Anybody out there can help help me with this? Come on. Shoot. What's up? Yeah, just you and me, Michael. McKenna, how about you? Huh? Survivor fan, yeah. I mean, I've been watching it since episode one, and there's like 150 of them now, right? But, but yeah, so they had to, they, you know, Chris and Devin's had to, had to, now, I don't want to do a spoiler here. If you, all right, close your ears, dude. All right, so, so Chris and Devin's had to, had to make fire to determine who was going to go to the final three. I won't tell you who wins, but, but, the, but the whole idea was they had to use this little flint to, to create a spark from scratch and start a fire that would ha- build into this massive fire enough to break the string and raise the flag. Well, uh, it was interesting that just a simple spark could do that. And you all know, you build for- or for- not forest fires, you build campfires. <laughs> better not, you better not build a forest fire. <laughs> you better not. Listen, you've built fires before, and you know it just, it, all, it only takes a spark. And that's the same thing, it's, it's true with our tongue. Listen, it only takes a spark to get a fire going. It only takes a spark to destroy your marriage. It only takes a spark, those little words that come off of our tongue, those critical, negative, condescending, hurtful, destructive words that are said to the ones that we are supposed to love the most. Maybe you've never done that. Maybe it's just me that I've done stuff like that before in my past. But did you know that that little, that little spark that James uses, that little, that little spark, that small spark as James says here in verse five and six, that small spark can set a forest on fire. It can destroy our words. Second, once again, second, the second point was our words can destroy what we have. 
So not only will it direct where we go, but it will destroy up in smoke in just a second. A small spark. Have you ever met a verbal arsonist? That, that, you know, by their words, just that quick, a verbal arsonist, just that quick can destroy a friendship, relationship, a career, a job. Just that quick, a verbal arsonist can do just that by their words that they speak. It creates a chain reaction of destruction in their past with just a little spark. Proverbs 21:23 out of the Good News Bible says this, if you want to stay out of trouble, be careful what you what? What you say. How many of you want to stay out of trouble? Yeah, well be careful what you say. Be careful what you say. And then James tells us in ch- chapter 3 verse 7 and 8 he talks about how difficult this is. Because how many of you know this is difficult stuff? He said all kinds of animals have have been tamed by man. I mean, you go to the circus, you know that. But no man can tame the tongue. It's a restless evil full of deadly poison. It is a deadly weapon. It's a deadly weapon. It's full of poison. And I talked about the, the idea of our words being an adder, a snake, a venomous snake a couple of times ago. It's deadly. Our words can be a deadly weapon. But here's the deal. Only God, write this down, only God's Word and the Holy Spirit can tame your tongue. Only God's Word and the Holy Spirit can tame your tongue. You can't. You can't. And last but not least, number three is my tongue, my tongue displays what I'm thinking. It displays what I'm thinking. It reveals our real character or what's going on on the inside of us. And here, James really starts meddling with us. That's why I use the word messing, right? Messing with it. You want God to mess with you. Here, James is messing with us. (laughs) In In verse 10 and 11, check this out. He says, out of the same mouth, out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers, what's he say? This should, help me now, not be. He's not saying, you know, it's just, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Out of the same mouth, it's cool. He didn't say that. We sing songs in church and fight in the car on the way home. Blessing and cursing out of the same mouth, right? We sing songs in the, of praise in the kitchen, and we drop F-bombs in the garage. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You know, you say, well, I can't control it. You, you can. You, you just, you know, you can be fighting with your wife, and all of a sudden the phone rings, you pick it up, and it's like, hey, how are you? How are you? Oh, we're great. You know, it's like, shit, Ken, shut up. <laughs> so what's the real problem? What's going on on the inside? Hey, this is kind of cool. It gives me my, my place to put my hands <laughs> and my mouse. <laughs> Works good. <laughs> this, is my, this is my uniform from now on, just so you know. <laughs> so what's the real problem here? Where, what's the deal? 
What's the problem? I'll tell you what the problem is. It's a heart problem. That's a heart problem. Our words are just exposing what's going on on the inside of our heart. Understand that. You want to hear something liberating this morning? God's not looking at your actions. He's looking at your heart. He wants your heart. God's not looking at your actions. He's looking at your heart. He's, he doesn't want you to act right. He wants you to be right. See, because when you, when you be right, you act right. I told you I was from Detroit. <laughs> when you be right, you act right. <laughs> He's looking for your heart. He's looking at your heart. He, he wants you to be right because when you are right, you act right. Jesus said, what's inside of you is going to come out of you. Did you know that? Actions are symptoms of a heart condition. Matthew chapter 15 tells us how to deal with this whole idea of what comes out of your mouth. How many of you want to learn about it? Let me see your hands. All right, well, here we go. Okay, Matthew 15. And we're almost done. I know it's about time. I told you we wouldn't finish today. Matthew 15, 18 and 19 says, but the things that come out of the mouth, everyone say the mouth, come from your heart. Everyone say heart. Mouth, heart, mouth, heart, mouth, heart. Notice the connection. Mouth, heart. Things, this, this is the gospel, just so you know. The gospel of Matthew. The things that come out of our mouth, our mouth, our tongue, life and death, come from the what? Heart. And, and these make us unclean. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, and slander. So here, here's, 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 the, here's the workaround. Here's the real deal, all right? If you want to change your words, change your heart. Because the Bible tells us out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. Did you hear me? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. So if you want to change your output, change your input. What are you meditating on? What are you thinking about all the time? What are you processing? What are you allowing to penetrate your heart? Because the, that's why Proverbs tells us to protect our heart with all diligence. Because out of it flows all of life. Did you know that? That's what Proverbs says. Protect your heart with all diligence. Because out of it, out of your heart, flows the issues of life. All of life comes from there. Our words, which the chain reaction moves forward and kind of creates, builds, if you will, constructs our whole life. What do you want that life to look like? What do you want the buildings that are being built through your words to look like? 
What do you want your marriage to look like? What do you want your relationships to look like? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you want to change your output, you have to change your input. You have to learn how to hide God's word in your heart. Why, why do we encourage you? Why do we stress so hard how important it is to study the word and read the word and build the word into your life? Why? So you have something to fight with. So you have something to speak in line with what God said about life and what God said about you. If you don't, then you have nothing but your own experiences and your own background and your own environment and all of that. And that can get you in big trouble in a hurry. We call it trouble in a big sack. (laughs) I learned that down south. (laughs) Trouble in a big sack. Listen, this whole series about what comes out of our mouth and how we can change that is what is in our heart. Next time we come together, we're going to talk about the fourth part of the riot. The fourth, we've been been pulling voices out of the crowd, pulling them up here on this this carpet area, and we've been shutting them up. Everyone say, shut up. Just turn to someone and say, shut up. (laughs) We've been shutting them up. Seriously. We've been saying, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. Not in my backyard. No, we talked about lying. We talked about seeds of discord. We talked about gossip last time. That was a popular one. (laughs) And next time we come together, we're going to talk about excess complaining. And we're going to walk through about six or seven more on how they actually set the course of our life on fire. Let's stand to our feet. I hope this has helped someone, just understanding how our words operate and seeing it in James and how he speaks to this whole idea of the words that come out of our mouth. Let's just bow our heads for a minute here. I just want to pray for you and we'll reflect for a minute and be done. This morning as I was speaking and talking about our words and how we're building, how we're using them to frame or build our lives, how many of you would say here today that I haven't been building some good stuff here with my mouth? Let me see your hands and you want prayer. Okay, all over the place. Thanks for being honest. And how many would say that raised your hands, you want to change? Let me see your hands. God bless you. Thanks so much. So, I've shared with you how that happens. Now it's up to you to do something with it. I'm going to pray for you, and God's going to help you. But you have to do your part so God can do his. Father, I just pray for every single person that just slipped up their hand and was honest enough to say, I need help in this area. You said, God, in your word that we should put a guard over our mouth. That's how important this is. A sentry, our security, if you will, 
over the words that come out because they can be so destructive and we can't take them back once they're out. And it sets so many things on fire. It directs where we go. It destroys what we have. It reveals what's inside. So God, I pray for each one of us today. I pray, God, that this would not be a minor issue in our minds. This would be a major issue. We would take it serious enough to really begin to work on our hearts, downloading, if you will, what your word says about who we are and how we live and how we function and things we say. We download them from your word, God, and then we take it serious enough to allow your word to be planted on the inside of us so that your word comes out and it reveals who we are in Christ. Not the old man, but the new man, the new creation in Christ. Old is gone, the new has come. We're brand new. I pray for my friends today, Lord. I pray for those that are here and watching by live stream. I pray for everyone in this audience that each one of us, including myself, would allow the Holy Spirit and the Word of God to tame this thing, this unruly thing called the tongue. In Jesus' name I pray.